0: Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word.
1: I want to to share in a way I've never shared before, and, and you're going to catch the point of it, and I actually believe that beyond what I say in a moment, the Holy Spirit can take a thousand sermons and touch your heart. And I can tell you, I try really hard when I preach. I spend hours researching and praying and and I love it. I really do enjoy it. But I can tell you, all the research, all the study, all the communication, all the talking in the world, all that is great. But in a moment when the Holy Spirit touches your life, it can all make sense in a moment. Everything can be radically turned around and shifted. And I felt that happen last weekend for some people. It happened in our staff retreat just this past week. It was absolutely phenomenal. But I feel like it's carried on into tonight. I feel like it's going to happen again at the end of this service. And I want you to carry that expectation that in a moment, if you allow Him, God can be refreshed in your heart he and be in your life. But to start things off, I want to start off in a little bit of a different sort of a way. Firstly, I want to give you, by way of updates, uh, something really important that we did last week as a church as we raised money for Ukraine. Uh, I shared that uh, I wanted to raise $10,000. I felt like that was a real good faith and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lift my faith. I'm going to start to believe for more. I'm believing for $10 million now. So, um, so I received that tonight. I feel it's someone in the room, actually. Um Lock, lock the doors, praise God. Glad you're here. And, uh, but I, we just said $10,000, it would be great. In fact, it would actually do a great work for Wayne and Ollie. It would give them access to medical supplies, food, or whatever they needed. Church, you actually, in one weekend, raised $33,000 in one weekend. Absolutely phenomenal. It was amazing and on Monday we transferred money, Wednesday we transferred money, Friday we transferred money and everything we get we keep on transferring over there because we don't want them to have to keep on coming back to us asking for money, we want them to have it available when they need it. I love your generous hearts. In fact, last night as I was watching the telethon, which was, was pretty cool to see all the channels united, I've never seen that happen before, great to see some artists that I thought had quit but they're back in the industry again, which was Great to hear them blow the cobwebs out. Um, It it was, But for some reason, it so moved my heart. And I feel like God is doing something through the most horrible and difficult of circumstances. Remember that um, God only gives the devil enough rope to hang himself with. You know that he turns everything for good and he uses everything to turn things around. And I just even feel that the generosity in our nation right now is good for the soul of our country. And I actually feel, even with the the crazy rain we've had and the devastation that's caused, but I feel like there's also healing coming as well in this land. And I feel there's healing for us, there's healing for our city, our neighbourhoods, our workplace. So I believe there is healing actually flowing at the very same time. That's got nothing to do with what I want to talk about. But on, uh, what night was it? Was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Um, long story cut short, but dropping a car off or whatever else uh, to Sarah Nash, Turner's house, it's a long, kind of it's a bit of a boring story. But um, Josh Reyes over here came forward last Sunday night and, and just wanted to receive prayer, wanted to receive the Holy Spirit, but missed out on that opportunity. And so I called Sarah, said so I'm bringing my car over, and she said, when you come over, do you think you'd have time to pray for Josh because he wants to receive the Holy Spirit? This worked out really good for me because, in fact, on the drive over there, I burned the rice that I was cooking. So as I prayed with Josh, and he'd come up in a moment, we'll share together, As I prayed with Josh, Sarah also made some rice for me. So I just feel like the Lord just keeps on pouring out his blessing onto my life. And so in the time it takes to cook rice, your life can be radically changed. That'll preach. About eight minutes is all we need. Josh, come and join me on stage here, brother. I have not prepped Josh at all. In fact, the only reason I thought about this is because when we chatted earlier, you just said a couple of things about the desire of your heart that just caught me. And so I did not give him any preparation. But I tell you what, you are an incredible drummer. Well done this evening. That was phenomenal. Now I'm just going to get you to preach a little bit. Um, but Josh, just, just tell us what God's done in your heart on Tuesday and just what he's still doing and, and all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah it, was, um, it was awesome experiencing David Hall on a Sunday night, like... Um, being able to experience the Holy Spirit really come down on this building was something that I've never experienced before. But it really wrestled with me because I did kind of walk away thinking, can there be more? Can there be something more that I can grab from this? Because, of course, heaps of people at the front, David Hall prayed for a few people, P- few people fell down. It was awesome to see the power of the Spirit, but it also struggled with me that I kind of didn't really get to experience that. So I felt empty towards that night. And then, yeah, just hanging out with my, my girlfriend and her family on a Tuesday night, and Pastor Nathan had the opportunity, which is awesome. Never happens, but <laughs> awesome for him to come around on a Tuesday night. Excuse me, just kidding, me, Sorry. But, um, yeah, and so I was, um, they were coming off of the staff retreat as well, and Sarah um, was really pushing me to—she was asking me if I've ever received the Holy Spirit. And, of course, I was nervous at first seeing, like, kind of the— feel, being able to feel the weight of the Holy Spirit is pretty scary— But um, I was just surrendering everything. And then Pastor Nathan explained it so well from the book of Acts. He said that about just um, one is um, surrendering yourself to the Holy Spirit. And that's when like speaking tongues comes out. And then you can feel the weight of the presence of God, which is exactly what I felt. It was nothing that I've ever felt before for the first time in like my 22 years. It's just awesome to experience that. And so this main step of me was just surrendering myself, getting rid of all distractions, getting rid of all the things I was running in my head. And then when that came to me, I was overwhelmed with a sense of peace that I can just bring that into, you know, the future, my work, my family and everything. And yeah, it was just awesome to experience that. So yeah, that's me. Amen.
1: You can grab a seat. Well done, Josh. So good. I just love that 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 happens on a Tuesday night. And I actually believe when you experience the renewal, the revival work of the Holy Spirit, it's not just on a Sunday at five o'clock. It's actually every day of our lives, going to be refreshed. And so, Josh, we're proud of you. I, I loved your heart, just desiring more of God. And in a moment, God just touched his life. And I believe God will do that tonight for some people as well. I want to share out of the Word tonight, Acts chapter 8, if you've got a Bible with you. I want to preach, like I said, in a way that I, I, I never preach, actually. I don't Ever preach sort of topically, but I feel to preach topically tonight, I want to create an expectation and then at the end of tonight, we're simply going to lay hands on people and see what God wants to do. And that's actually basically it. Uh, Eventually, I will get out of the road and the Holy Spirit will move afresh in your life if you want Him to. I love the words Josh used then. It's all about surrender. In fact, the Lord will never impose His will on you. He'll never impose His presence on you. The door of your heart always opens from the inside. If you want more of Him, He'll meet you on that level. He'll meet you tonight. Acts chapter 8. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers that they might receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, He offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. I think we see a pattern emerging that the Holy Spirit is given upon laying on of hands. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part in any of this. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you're full of bitterness and captive to sin. He must have felt really good about himself. He must have felt, wow, I really got that one right. You know, Peter, of all people, you were the one that got told, get behind me, Satan. You were the one that denied Christ three times. And he just gives him a verbal barrage. I love how Peter is so gracious. (laughs) Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they had further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Simon saw something happen with the laying on of hands. He saw something take place. Every now and then in our ultra-conservative, skeptical world, people try and pull these scriptures apart. And in one sense, even as I've studied them, you hear it a lot, These are not prescriptive texts, they are descriptive texts. But can I tell you, when you get enough descriptions in the text, it becomes a pattern for a prescription to receive the Holy Spirit. Very often we water these passages down because we don't like the scary stuff. We don't like the parts that we can't control. We don't like the parts where it feels a little bit different and it pushes us to the edges of our comfortability. I shared with the church this morning that even out of Ephesians 4, that actually there's the fivefold ministry gifts, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists. You need all of them to be a fully developed, mature follower of Jesus, to go on to maturity. Ephesians talks about that. That's what Paul says. Can I tell you, sometimes you have to go to the edges of your comfortability to experience more of God. To have a healthy diet as a growing, mature Christian Meaning you can't just live on teaching. You've got to live on some prophetic ministry as well. The work of Christ and come under apostolic kingdom things in order to be a Christ follower, fully mature. And even in this moment, it's it's fascinating watching that something happened when Simon was watching the laying on of hands. Essentially tonight, I simply want to talk about why we lay hands on people. I was kind of trying to think about this. We do a lot of things around here that we expect every new person to just understand. But it's kind of unusual that we lay hands on people, isn't it? Not a lot of settings where that sort of happens in a loving way. (laughs) Households, football field. I was thinking about this this past week, that humans are funny creatures because the way that we greet people is we take our hand and we shake it. You ever thought about that? I thought about this a lot this week because I was waving to someone who didn't recognise the car that I was driving and as they didn't recognise who it was, I started to wave more profusely <laughs> and I thought that if I picked up speed, <laughs> they would know and then I, fortunately I saw this person later and I said, that was me waving like an idiot. Which they beautifully responded. "Ah, That's good. (laughs) How do we do? Why? Why do we do this? I just want to know who came up with that. And I love that from a distance, it's okay to do it like that. But if you really want to go next level as a human being, upon approaching someone, do you know what else you do? You take your hand and you put your hand in their hand, and then nobody else, nobody really knows who's holding whose hand. Think about that. Whose hand is holding whose hand? <laughs> oh, maybe this is just for me tonight. Thanks for listening to my ramblings. Praise God. Let's just bring the team back up. And... You approach someone and you put your hand in their hand and nobody knows whose hand is holding whose because you're both holding. <laughs> I just, everyone's just looking at me like I'm losing my mind. It's hard when your wife isn't here. You don't have that. Uh, spiritual compass to say, knock it off, you're being weird. <laughs> she would be doing it online, but no one's on the chat or anything, you know. I'm sure if you were to Google it, <laughs> there would be a thing that would show some information about the power of physical contact. Now, isn't that a stat to hang your hat on? If you Googled it, and I reckon someone should do a study on this, if you Googled, touching hands and the endorphin release, you would find a thing. (laughs) All right? (laughs) You would find a thing. You would find a thing. You watch, mark my words. There will be a study done about the lack of human contact during COVID and the increase in depression, anxiety and loneliness. Now you're with me, right? We know. It's wired into the fabric of being a human being that firstly, you greet people by shaking this, and then if you really want to be game, you put your hand in their hand and something happens. There's a transaction that takes place. And we know this to be true, even if we haven't researched enough to back it up with science. Years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who at the time had the number one song in Australia. It was a great song. And and I asked him, about his his touring, because he was touring all through the really strange parts of Europe, kind of weird parts of Belgium, weird parts of Holland and some other little areas in South Germany. And I said, why do you keep on touring? Like, why are you touring when don't all artists now make money online? Isn't it all downloaded? Man, you've got the number one song in Australia. That's pretty good. Is that not how you make the money? And he said something to me I'll never forget. He said, if you want to be big in the music game, You've got to press the flesh. What do you mean? He said, you've got to go to the people. You've got to go to where they are. They don't want to know you. You'll never grow. You'll never be significant until you go to the people and you press the flesh. You shake hands. You hug people. You gather them together because something tangible happens when there is human contact. And I wonder in our world, the more we're trying to pull apart and step away and social distance, the colder the world is becoming, the lonelier it's becoming. But I wonder spiritually if there's something else which we have to kind of break tonight and press into a little bit. I wonder if spiritually we're drying up. I wonder if spiritually we don't, we don't want to get the touch. I wonder if spiritually we like things the way that we have them and keep that control there. But I wonder if even tonight the Lord is saying, would you let me touch you afresh? Let me touch you afresh In your spirit. I kind of wonder why something is released when we lay hands on on somebody else. In fact, here is a doctrine that I feel like maybe we haven't quite researched enough or got right. Hebrews 6 says this. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. Now, watch this list. Not laying again the foundation. All right. This is the foundation. The writer of Hebrews is saying this is the important things about Christianity. Ready? Repentance from acts that lead to death, faith in God, instructions about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Now, I don't know about you, but one of those things is not like the other. I mean, think about that. Faith in God. Resurrection of the dead, baptisms, eternal judgment. Laying on of hands. For some reason, the writer of Hebrews is throwing into the mix some of the more important things the church can ever do when it talks about faith in Jesus, the resurrection of the dead, baptizing people. Oh, don't forget, teach the people to lay their hands on each other because something happens. Paul would say in 1 Timothy 1.7, Fan into flame the gift that is in you through the laying on of hands. Time and again, time and again, the laying on of hands. Why is this? I was thinking about this. Lord, why is it laying on of hands? Why is it that something supernatural takes place? In fact, if I could build a large case for it, Jesus would lay his hands on people. The little children came to him, Matthew 19. He laid his hands on them and prayed for them and blessed them. Mark 16, he says that signs and wonders will follow all those who believe. They will place their hands on sick people. They will get well. They were given authority in Acts 6. Seven men were set apart to actually hand out bread. And in fact, even in that moment, they laid their hands on them and turned the responsibility over to them. In Acts 9, Ananias, we shared this morning, he called him brother and he laid hands on him. In Acts 13, they sent out the apostles they prayed and fasted and they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And it says that the two of them were sent on their way by the Holy Spirit. Acts 19, Acts 13, 2 Timothy we see, the Holy Spirit is given through the laying on of hands. Can I tell you, There is a pattern described throughout the New Testament that when hands are laid upon people, they receive the Holy Spirit, they receive boldness, they receive authority, they receive the gifts of the Spirit, they receive healing, and they receive something brand new in being sent out on the wind of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I think we recoil a little bit. Sometimes I think we've forgotten this really important piece of what God has given us as a gift. I was thinking about why is this the case? Do you know why I think it's the case? Because God is really interested in activating people's faith. And I believe that God will stop at nothing to sometimes force you to activate your faith. You see, we're going to lay hands on people tonight, but it's not about my hands or some paid people's hands or some staff or It doesn't matter whose hands it is, provided they're relatively clean, that would be good. It doesn't matter whose hands it is, but it does matter what your faith is doing on the inside of you. Think about it like this. I'm sure you've been in one of these scenarios before where someone has shared a really bad health report that they have in their body or or brokenness or a circumstance that dramatically needs a miracle. There's two ways to respond in that particularly if you're in an environment that you don't want people to know or you don't want to be exposed for being a Christian perhaps or you're just fully aware of the the lunchroom, for example. There's two ways, you know. I've got a problem with my leg. I need healing. I need God to do something. Or or they don't share that way because you're the only Christian in this scenario. This is a very long-winded, well-painted story. They share something and here's what we tend to do. We say this. Oh, That's really unfortunate. I will pray for you. And and then we quick, smart, get out of there. You finish your ice vovos and your Vegemite saladas and you're gone. That's what I used to have for morning tea. Or there's another way. There's another way that I believe activates faith. There's another way that takes your faith and your boldness to a whole other level. It's a little bit scary, but here's what it looks like. Wow, that's a really challenging report. But I believe God can heal you. I believe that He wants to heal you. I believe there can be restoration. I believe there can be wholeness. And if you would allow me, it would be okay if we prayed together right now. Here? Yes! Here! In the lunchroom. Yeah, but it's... Mary's birthday, she's bought cake, don't worry about it, the cake will still be there. And you reach your hand out and you pray. Can I tell you when these things have happened in my life, I tell you it's the shakiest hand you've ever seen. Which one's activating faith? I think we live our lives a little bit more the other way if we're honest. We kind of go back and we go back to the safety of our prayer closet and we say, Lord, touch him and God is faithful. Let me tell you, it's not just about conjuring up faith. He's faithful like that. I know that. But I wonder if we miss something because we miss out on the boldness. I wonder if we miss something because we don't want to activate our faith. I wonder if we are comfortable back where we are. But I wonder if the Lord is looking for people who are saying, I may not get it right. This may not work out the way I have in my mind, but I'm activating my faith in this moment. Lord, would you use my hands? I think the Lord is looking for hands. I think He's looking for feet. I think He's looking for mouthpieces. I don't think there's just power in and of ourselves. There's power of the Holy Spirit on His anointed people who are vessels, who are carriers of His presence. And I actually believe that when you reach out in faith, I believe something supernatural begins to take place, not because of anything special in your life, but you've activated your faith. And I wonder... I wonder even tonight if we could pray for some people and believe for a deposit of the Holy Spirit. I wonder if tonight, if you need healing in your body. I wonder if tonight you need something to be released in your life for you to sail again where He wants you to go. I wonder if you need a new level of authority and boldness in your workplace, in the place that you hang out with your family and you're actually saying, you know what, if the Holy Spirit brings Holy Spirit healing and power into my life, I'll have that. When I was away... A couple of weeks ago, I was there with a preacher, two preachers that are great men of God. And one of them, he's real quirky, real fiery. He actually said this thing, which really got me, and it was pretty funny. He was a super prophetic guy, he'd prophesy over people, he'd call people out. There's a funny thing that he actually did, and he actually told us about. He would say to someone like, you know, if someone's got a, a, an ailment right now and you know, something's going on in your body, I need you to come to the front, I need you to come right now. And he actually said this. He says that often people come, but sometimes people don't. And he actually has a rule in his church. Now, this is him, not me. He's, he's meaner than I am. I'm a nice guy. He says, if you don't come in the moment, I refuse to pray for you afterwards. Not me. I will. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of expanded on that. And he said, here is why. Because everything we access in the presence of God is by faith, courage, and boldness. See, sometimes we tend to scurry away from those things and hold back a little bit. Can I tell you what it takes sometimes to put one step in front of the other? You're elevating the level of your faith, saying, God, I'm expecting you to move in my life. I'm expecting you to fall on me afresh. I'm expecting to be healed. I'm expecting to get a touch like Josh got touched. I'm expecting to receive the gifts. I'm expecting to get an outpouring of His Spirit. I'm expecting things to be released on my life. So with that, we're going to pray. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes across this place. Team, you can come and join me. I know tonight might be an unusual message, but I also feel that God is drawing people closer to a God encounter. I feel like there's a lot of work that the Lord wants to do tonight that It's not about me doing the work. It's not about preaching a glossy sermon. It's not just about me praying over you. It's about lifting and elevating your level of faith across this place. It's about inviting the Holy Spirit to do a fresh work in your life. It's about igniting your desire for more of God. We're told all throughout the Scriptures that He generously pours out His Holy Spirit on anybody who asks. And maybe even last week, you you saw what God was doing and You knew something was happening, but you just couldn't cross that line yourself. Maybe you drove home a little bit like Josh and you actually thought, man, I I think I just missed out. I just missed out on getting that. I love the story of the woman who reached out and touched the, the edge of Jesus' garment. I think it's got to be one of the greatest stories of faith in the entire Bible. She was dealing with an issue for 12 years, chronic illness, her deteriorating condition, and she pushes past the crowd and she adds a touch of faith on Jesus. Nobody else touched him like that, but it was her touch of faith. I can't help but think that it wasn't the touch in the moment that did it. It was the first step that she took when she left her house that day. I actually believe that God honors the first step. I believe it. I believe it's the first step of faith. Because in the first step of faith, you're actually saying, I don't care. <laughs> We live most of our lives caring about what people think. We live most of our lives playing it safe. But I think God honors the first step. It's the first step when that lady left that house that day saying, I'm tracking Jesus down and I don't care. It's the first step. And the second step and the third and the I don't know, she probably didn't have a step counter as a long time ago. It was the 1124th step. She encountered Jesus all along the way. Her faith was rising, she was expecting, she was desperate. Tonight is not about a sermon, another message. It's not about getting great content, although I've tried really hard. Tonight is about you stepping towards Jesus. And I believe there's only two responses to Jesus. Peter demonstrates it. Running away when he said, I'm a sinful man with the miraculous catch of fish. And at the end of John 21, when he jumps in the water with his clothes on, the Bible is specific, he wraps his cloak around him, jumps in and follows Jesus, the resurrected Lord. That tells me something about Peter. He didn't get it right all the time, but he knew one thing. I am all in. And if you'll touch me, it'll change my heart and shift my perspective. If you pour your spirit out, if you heal me, you touch me because it's been so long since I've felt your presence, Lord, and I just, just wonder where you are. Tonight's your night, it's activated by faith and nothing else. Somebody's going to set an atmosphere of faith in the Right now, as you're in this moment, I want you to make a decision. Don't make it later, don't wait, don't wait for the atmosphere. Tonight is your night. You say, like, I don't care if the whole world looks on I don't care if we're going to push past some people. I, I want more of his presence. I need him afresh in my life. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. Between one and three, don't let your head get involved. Don't come up with all the reasons why. Don't come up with excuses. Respond to the desire of your heart. Longing a yearning to be filled with more of his presence. Because he gives and he gives generally. Three, I want you to be bold. I want you to be courageous. Don't care if it's one person tonight, I'll, I'll pray for you. On three, I want you to rise to your feet and just come to the front. Nothing special down the front, but there is something special about enacting your faith. Boldness. Saying I'll push past. When I count to three, I want you to do it. I want you to rise up.
0: We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au